Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You need this Sunday. You need what is given to you right now in all the readings that you have heard today. You have received the mighty works of God. Without doubt or question in your mind, you know or should believe at the very least that your faith is founded on the rock of your salvation, Jesus Christ. You have seen that God has not only brought back to life a child by his mere words, but that he is in fact the creator and the sustainer of all things that exist right now. God has made all things. And today he gives to you a great gift of assurance to make your faith strong. This official in our gospel reading comes to Jesus because he has heard that he has come to the area, this man who could work signs, this man who possibly could help him. He's a a last-ditch effort to heal his son. Nothing else has worked. So I'll try it out. I'll try going to this man, Jesus. I will plead with him to heal my son. Just to come to the house, and, and then in the house, I'm sure he will understand my situation. He'll see that my child needs to be saved before he dies. But this whole entire text can be looked at from two different perspectives. The first perspective is of that man, right? He's in desperation. He believes in Jesus because it's the last thing he has. There is maybe some hope there, but he's not sure. And Jesus calls him out on that. And that's the second perspective. The perspective of Christ sees this man who does not really believe. His faith is incomplete, if you will. He's there because he has no other options. And Jesus says to him, you're not going to believe unless you see these signs and wonders performed in your sight. But Jesus in this is rebuking the man. Because guess what? There is a conflict in our hearts and in our minds. As Christians, even there is a conflict that we are fighting against. But that's the key. We're fighting it. The Holy Spirit is fighting it. That's the difference for Christians. But in unbelievers, there is no fight. In unbelievers, those who have not yet been converted by the Holy Spirit, there is a battle going on that is already in the devil's hands. The man will not believe because he is still clinging to the flesh. Unless he sees, unless he feels, unless he experiences something in his life, he cannot believe in God. That's where this man is. That is the flesh. That is not the new man. That is not of the spirit. So the, the Christian has in, in his mind and in his heart a conflict, whereas he is fighting against the flesh. Because guess what? Faith is not dependent on what you see, on what you feel, or what you experience. That is to lead you down a very dark and evil path. So we have to fight against that. And I'll get to that in a moment. 
But I want you to see from this man's perspective that what he wants to see, hear, and believe, what he wants to experience in order to believe in God, has to be good according to him. And this is very dangerous. Because there are even Christians who will pray, Lord, if you don't do this, then I just can't believe in you. If you don't bring my son back to health, I am not going to believe in you. If you don't help me out in my present situation, I just can't believe that you're an actually good and loving God. And that has far-reaching consequences in the life of every person. Too much to go into today. But I want you to think about it. To have a conditional faith on God doing something for you is sinful. Right down to the point of it. It's not really faith at all. It's manipulative. It's conniving. It doesn't actually believe in the promises of God. It takes everything that was given to you today. All the story of creation, all God's works and mighty things that he has done. And it says, ah, that's nothing. I need to see right here, right now, God act or I can't believe. But consider all the ways in which you might be led astray into all sorts of evil if that is what you call faith. Or if what you have received from God's hand doesn't seem so fitting and good to you, well then what else are you going to say of God? If what you have received in your lot of life doesn't seem fair, what are you going to say of God? To that, I know you've heard it a number of times, but consider the words of God's servant, Job. He seems like our go-to guy, right? But look at what happens when his children, his, uh, his uh, uh, property, his, even his bodily health is all, is all removed from him. What does his wife counsel him on? This is what, he, uh, what she said to him in his grief. He said, she said, uh, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. That was her solution. When Job had received so much evil in his life, Her solution, her counsel to him was curse God and die. No longer hold fast to your integrity. That is your hope in God in this case. Curse God and die. But Job said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive uh, receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? And the Bible says, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Job's faith was not conditioned upon this worldly estate. It was not conditioned on whether he had good times or adversity in richness or in poverty. His hope was still in the Lord. Even as you read the book of Job and you see him pour out his bitter complaints against God, as you see him in misery, even curse the day that he was born, the joy that his mother had, the joy that his father would have received. Even though he curses those days, you still read on because he says that he hoped in the Lord. What is faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Add on to that. 
Things not seen, things not felt, things not experienced. It does not matter because the word of God is the sword of the spirit. The word of God is the promises that we cling to. That is the assurance of things hoped for. We hope for the promises of God. We lean not on our own understanding. In the midst of desperation, when the world is caving around you, when you see these dark and evil days that Jesus is talking about, that come with his coming, come the end times, these evil days are upon us. It seems that we are living in darkness with a people who love the darkness. And it's true. And it's overwhelming. And that's where the devil wants you to be distracted by all of these things, so overwhelmed that your ears are perked in so many different directions and your eyes lose sight of Christ and his teaching. Because in those moments, that is when you feel vulnerable. In those moments, that's when you forget that God has equipped you with the armor in which is your defense. That is when you forget or lose sight that you carry with you the shield of faith which extinguish all of these flaming darts of the evil one. In those moments, it feels like the whole armor of God has been stripped away from you because you feel desperate. But desperation is hopelessness. And you are a child of God. You are not hopeless. The devil cannot take from you the strength of God. For years... The church, your Sunday school teachers, your parents, your grandparents, your friends, they try and help you, equipping you through catechesis and bringing you to this place where you receive those renewing gifts of God in the sacraments. For years, you take up the whole armor of God because we know that these days that we live in are evil. And we know that there will be from the devil such great temptation in our life that we would consider even dropping this armor of God. That we would even consider doubting God's words and promises. But not today. The devil is not going to win today. The devil is not going to conquer in this fight because God is here to build you up in his armor that you may stand in the day. You have the words and the promises of God. Even when everything around you, seen, felt, or experienced, tries to contradict what God has said in his word, still the word of God triumphs. Jesus said to that man, your son will live. And where he had not believed, there he believes. Did he see the sign and wonder? Not yet. But did he believe? According to the word of God, he did. At Jesus' words, he believed that his son would live. Even as it was Abraham who brings his son Isaac up to sacrifice him. What do we hear in that text from Hebrews? That Abraham believed that God could even raise him from the dead. That is faith. Knowing that God's promises must come true. And that was this man's, this official's repentance. That he believed at the word of God. So what are some examples for us in this life? Have you felt lonely or abandoned? Have you felt as though God was not with you? 
then go back to the word. Sing again, Lord Jesus Christ, with us abide, by Philip Melanchthon, Melanchthon, if you're German. Sing that God is your Emmanuel, that he is with you, because that's what faith reminds us of. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Draws us back to Christ and says, no, you are not alone. God is with you, and he has promised to be with you. He has sent to you the Holy Spirit as you were given him in holy baptism. And if all that were not enough, he sends his host of angels to surround you and to fight for you. If you felt as though you have a weight upon your shoulders, upon your neck from your sins, do you feel their effects? There God enters in. And faith speaks as it recalls these words of Scripture. Jesus Christ died for you and atoned for your sins. He was raised for your justification. This is the truth. So arm yourself with it. Your sins are removed. Though you were once as scarlet, you have been made white as snow. You are baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. You are justified. And you shall be with God forever. Have you been that person that senses the wrath of God? Feeling his hand heavy upon you? Thinking as though that is all your lot in life. Faith speaks. As it recalls the words of scripture that you have been made alive by the grace of God. By grace you have been saved, not by works that no one may boast. Recalls that Christ has drank the cup of God's wrath upon the cross as it was poured out upon him so that it would not be sent to you. You have nothing to fear. God is a kind and gracious God who loves you. Are you the person that has sensed or felt the jaws of death closing in on your life? Or maybe the life of your loved one? Faith speaks and says Jesus rose from the dead. And that Jesus has promised that all who believe in him shall not die, but shall live. Shall pass from death into life eternal. Be not afraid, my son, you shall live. See, when Jesus speaks to this man, it's this. He is saying, you are so focused on what you see and what you feel and what you perceive that you don't know your actual needs. That man was absolutely blinded by the health of his child, as I imagine many of us may be if we were in that same situation. But no need that is around us, no felt or perceived thing is so dire as to let it strip away from you the promises and the words of God. Faith, our faith, cannot be conditional, cannot be based on how well our life is going. Our faith is grounded in the word of God and in his promises. No matter how many petitions we think we have prayed that have gone unanswered by God, we still will not doubt because we know that God will work all things to our good and to the good of all those who believe in him.
Our faith rests in that passage that we hear so often, that he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? You and I, dear Christians, have no need to be desperate. We have no reason to believe that we are hopeless in this life. We have our hope in Christ. We have Christ. He is for us, not against us. We have been given the gift of faith, which deals with the invisible, spiritual, and future things. True faith does not demand to see, feel, or experience, even though we so desperately may want it, to have pleasure on this earth and ease of days. That is not faith. Faith takes from the Lord's hand both the good and the bad, and trusts in his almighty power to deliver us from this place of darkness and these evil days which are upon us. Faith is the certainty of things hoped for and the knowledge and the trust that they will be realized in God's time and even far greater than we have imagined or even thought possible. Faith brings to us the absence of fear. Fear in life and the absence of fear in death. For God says, your son shall live, and we take Jesus at his word, and we believe. And we are counted as among those who are blessed as the ones who have not seen and yet believe. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.